Well, good evening, y'all. And happy Lord's Day. Thank you. <clears throat> Guys, uh, there's a great country song. Um, I love country music, but a great country song that talks about, uh, oh, what was it? Um, like, what would you do Like if you were dying, to live like you were dying, right? That part where it says, uh, I'd go skydiving, I'd go Rocky Mountain climbing, I'd ride 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Um, I, if I was about to die, I don't think I would go on to ride a bull, though. Um, I'd go bless the bull riders, which I do, but uh, I wouldn't want to ride one of those suckers. They're mean. Um, but anyway, it reminded me of, uh, of this psalm today. The psalm is about, like, really just seizing the moment. Today is all you got, right? Now, I love this part. Psalm 90 says, For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday come and gone, Right? That this, this is all we got, is today. We're not assured tomorrow, and the past is the past. I can't go back and change that one, right? So we got today, and that's a blessing, and that's a gift, amen? amen. I just now drove back from Moss Bluff. Uh, that's where I was a youth director at um, some 22 years ago. <laughs> Nothing like going back to a parish where you were a youth director at. Um, and uh, 22 years ago, I went and baptized one of my former teens. He's like a little brother to me. I went and baptized his baby. And uh, it was just really cool sitting and talking to him and seeing, like, really, time has flown by, right? It, it seems like only yesterday I was over there hanging out and cutting up and running out in the rain and playing in the mud and all these crazy things that we used to do. And, and it seems like, but all of a sudden you turn around and boom, life happens, doesn't it? Graduating high school and all of a sudden you're in college and then all of a sudden you're graduating college and now you're married and you have babies and grandbabies and life happens. It seems like all my life, whenever I was a little kid, I couldn't wait to grow old. Couldn't wait to get old. And then it seems like the older I get now, I just wish I was young again, right? It's crazy how life is. A thousand years in your sight or as yesterday, come and gone. I think that is at the root of what the gospel is speaking about today, is really just seizing the moment and realizing what's the most important thing in this moment. The most important thing is to just be present. Whenever I was hanging out with, uh, with my buddy and his little kids, he has a little two-year-old um, that I baptized two years ago. And, uh, and there was nothing more important today than hanging out and letting that little boy play. And we played in his room with dinosaurs and Lego blocks. And then all of a sudden his dad would jump on him and tackle him and he'd start hollering, Save me, Father Mitch, save me! <laughs> And I would jump on top of his dad and roll around, and then he would jump and start beating his daddy up. And it was like, you know what? This is the moment. This is the moment to live for, right here. It'll never come back again, right? And so it just was really cool uh, to, to do that and to realize that. And that's right at the heart of what we're speaking about today, this discipleship that Jesus speaks about, right? He gives a pretty harsh, this is one of the hardest teachings of Jesus today in Luke's gospel. I mean, he straight up says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and his mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he can't be my disciple. <laughs> what in the world is Jesus talking about? Hate, hate crimes. Like, we don't like hate crimes in our, in our society today, right? Jesus would be thrown in jail right here. <laughs> and Jesus can't hate nobody. Stop talking like that. What is he talking about? Because doesn't the commandment say that you have to honor your mom and dad? But yet Jesus is saying you got to hate them. What gives? What's he talking about? Well, it's really simple. 
It's really simple. It, it means that this has to be rooted towards God, right? It's rooted in love. It really means to be a disciple of Jesus means that I can't put anything or anyone above following him, right? It's, if I'm going to follow Jesus, to be a disciple is to sit at his feet, to watch what he does, to imitate him, to listen to him, to speak the way that he would speak, to treat people the way that he would treat people. This is what discipleship is all about, is to follow the Christ. We see this with kids. I was with my, my nephew um, and uh, <laughs> my little uh, great nephew is quite a handful. And, um, and I'll never forget, it was just a couple days ago, my nephew was trying to talk to me, but the kids were around. And so he would all of a sudden start spelling out words in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening here, right? He's like trying to spell words to me. I'm trying to talk to him in a regular sentence, but what was he doing? Well, he didn't want his little ones to hear what he was saying. And maybe he shouldn't have been saying it. But anyway, that's beside the point. But he didn't want them to hear what he was saying. Why? Because they will repeat it. Won't they, parents? <laughs> Whatever you say, they're going to say. What does that mean? It means they're like little disciples. Right? They're watching you. They're following you. They're doing what you do. They don't always listen to what you do, <laughs> what you tell them to do, but they're, they're doing what you do. That's discipleship. Jesus says, unless you hate your mom and dad, wife, mother, children, can't be my disciples. But it means to be putting that above God. I think it's a really easy question. What is, what is it that I put first in my life? That's what it boils down to. What is it that I put first? That I would do no matter what. If somebody calls and says, you have to come do this, I'm going to go do it. Because that's number one. That's my number one. So that's the question. What's your number one? Jesus says, if anything is your number one other than God, then you're out of whack. You're out of balance, right? And you're not worthy to be my disciple. That means moms, dads, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives. Your wife can't be more important than God, right? Your kids can't be more important than God. So I think that's the simple question in discipleship is, is my number one God, right? Is coming to Sunday Mass the most important part of my weekend, right? Is that my number one? And I think that really, that answer to that question says where my priorities are and what I might need to like put in check. <clears throat> you know, today, September the 8th, uh, we celebrate the birthday of the Blessed Mother, right? So if this was a Monday, we'd be celebrating the Mass and celebration of Our Lady. And so today is a Sunday, so it trumped Our Lady's birthday. But that's okay, because I still want to talk about Mama. Because Our Lady is the most perfect image of the disciple that we have, right? She's the one that has been with the Lord, and she's the one who has said yes to everything that the Lord has asked her to do. She's the perfect model of discipleship. And so I think it's worthy of our time to, to look at Mom for a minute, because if we want to be disciples of Jesus, we have to have somebody to imitate, somebody to look at, say they did it, right? Whenever someone's in sports, they have to have a hero to look to. Someone they can see made it. And I think we can look at Our Lady like that, right? So it's her birthday. And you know, it must have been a really cool thing whenever Mary was born. Think about this for a second. What if you could create your own mom? Wouldn't that be really cool? Like if you were God and you could create your own mother, what would she, what would she be like? Well, I think if it was me and if I could create my own mom, I would want my mom to be the most beautiful woman that has ever existed in the history of the world. 
I would want her to be magnificently beautiful. I would want my mom to be sinless. I wouldn't want any sin to be touching my mama's soul. The devil can stay away from her, right? I wouldn't want my mom to have any sin. I would want my mom to have every virtue imaginable, especially patience, right? <laughs> I would want her to have every virtue you could imagine. That she'd be just adorned in virtue of patience and more patience and more patience and love and joy and fortitude, all these beautiful virtues that we have. I would want her to have all of them. I, I would want my mom to, like, have pictures of my mom everywhere, right? I would want everybody's house to have pictures of my mom because she's that special to me. I would want to have statues of my mom made because she's the most amazing woman that the world has ever seen. I would want poets to compose poetry about my mom because she's just that amazing. I would want people to write about her for centuries on end about what an incredible woman she was. I would want everybody to love her. I don't want everybody to go to my mom. I would want, most importantly, my mom to never die. I don't want my mom to be a queen, right? And so you see where I'm getting at, right? <laughs> this is what I would want, and I'm sure you would have your list as well. And if this is just something that I would want as a mere little human being, I could imagine what Jesus would want, right? Jesus probably, he did. He got to create his mom. <laughs> Nobody else in here got to do that. That's cool. And if he had to create his own mom, what did she look like? Well, yeah, she was probably the most beautiful woman you could have imagined. Why? Because she was sinless. And whenever someone is sinless, they have this glow about them. They're amazing. They're immaculate. Jesus got to create his own mom, and that's what she would have been. She would have been clothed. Mary was clothed with every virtue you could imagine. She was the most patient woman that the world had ever seen. She was the most joyful. She was the most peaceful, right? Why? Because Jesus made her that way. He got to create his own mom. There's statues of Mary everywhere. Everybody has pictures of Our Lady. You know, in Europe, it's really cool. In the art schools, back in the day, whenever you went to go be an artist, you would, um, you would, your final project was that you had to paint the Madonna and child. You weren't considered an artist until you could paint them. There's more pictures of Mary that have been painted than any other woman in the entire history of the world. Why? Because this is Jesus' mama. Right? This is incredible. There's more letters and writings and books that have been written about her than anyone else that we can imagine. There's more poetry that's been written about her. Songs that have been composed in her honor. Incredible gifts. Everyone is brought to Our Lady. Jesus loved her so much that at the foot of the cross, he couldn't handle her just not being with anybody. So he says, John, take my mom. Take care of her. Every disciple, she's your mother. Mary also didn't get to die. If I wouldn't want my mom to die, what do you think Jesus wouldn't have wanted? Mary, the church teaches, was assumed up into heaven, body and soul. Why not? This is Jesus' mama. This is the one that he took flesh of her flesh and bone of her bones. The immaculate one. She is the model for us as a perfect disciple of what it means to follow Christ. Was it always easy? Absolutely not. Those of you who've ever had to suffer with your child at the hospital bed, you know how difficult that is. Imagine Mary walking on the way of the cross, seeing her son's flesh dripping off of his body and crucified on the cross. That's not easy to watch. 
But this is the perfect love of Our Lady. This is the one who said in the midst of the cross, no matter how hard it gets, I'm going to be faithful. That's what it means to be a disciple is that no matter what comes my way, no matter what life throws at me, no matter what my number one is, he's going to be my number one. I'm going to follow him along the way. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to be faithful and walk in the sight of Christ all the days of my life. That's discipleship in a nutshell. It's just being faithful to Jesus as Our Lady was. And when things got hard, she didn't move. She just kept going and following. So she's the one that we can turn to today. Whenever we're struggling with things, it, it doesn't take away any glory from Jesus if we go to Our Lady. Come on. <laughs> That's like saying that it takes away glory from my dad when I went and talked to my mom. What ended up happening anyway? My mom would go and talk to my dad. <laughs> right? It doesn't take anything away from the Lord. He doesn't get jealous because we're talking to his mama. People think, oh, well, you're worshiping her as a goddess. No. She would correct us real quick if that would happen, and I think so would Jesus. She's just his mother. He's our mother. We can speak to her. Right? You know, to be a disciple, it's real easy. It can be summed up in these words, right? To be like Christ. They used to have those braces, what would Jesus do? That's discipleship, right? To be like Christ. If we want to be like Christ, Jesus loved his mama. <laughs> he loved her. And so if we want to be like Christ, we got to love our lady. We have to. He didn't worship her, he honored her, right? Because he always knew that she had God's will in mind whenever she was raising him. And so this is what we see with Our Lady, right? We want to be more like Christ. We want to be a disciple of Jesus. We want to be more like Jesus. Start developing that relationship with Mary. It's a beautiful, beautiful relationship with a mom, you know? So I would just say today, where are we at? What's our number one? Where's that, that walk of discipleship at within each of our lives? At different points in our lives, it might be at different stages, but I would just say, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through, whatever the cross might be, if it's getting a little heavy, <clears throat> turn to Our Lady. As Jesus walked the cross, the way of the cross, I'm sure there were times that he just looked over and he saw his mom and it gave him some strength. So turn to Our Lady today on her birthday. What does she want from us? Just our hearts. That's what most moms want, right? Just want their hearts of their kids. So turn to her and say, Mom, happy birthday. Here's my heart. Be with me along the way and give me the strength to be a disciple of Jesus, right? So that he can be glorified every day in this day, in this moment, and forever in the next. Amen?